Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Stevenson. I'm Sarah Hink. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, we have our favorite male attorney in the whole world. Chris, let's go and say Hinks. We're lucky we didn't lose him between the last episode and this one. But yeah, the running joke is whenever I go to court, people always mess up my last name. And there's a judge that I'm in front of constantly. My name is spelled Hink, H-I-N-K, on every pleading and everything we file. And then she always calls me Sarah Hicks. And then that's Chris's last name. And I just, I'm not sure why Warren feels about that. But. Well, it happened before he even you know came to join the firm. And it's, if you don't correct someone in time can you correct them after it's been going <laughs> no, on for like years I know you're talking about it now right. that one no. so she's leaving the bench or not at least in family court so i don't know maybe the next one will get it right no, anyways no. anyway <laughs> i digress we always do today we have a fun topic so we want to bring Christmas into the mix, even though I, I learned that this is not going to air until after Christmas. <laughs> Today, we're in, in the theme of the Christmas spirit, the 12 days of Christmas. And I, I don't know what day we're on now. How many days, Jen? Eight <laughs> next Friday is Christmas. <laughs> Jen knows. And Jen's going to help us with this. So we're doing the 12 myths of divorce. There could be a hundred of them, but we narrowed it to 12. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. People have our consults with us and we hear them say something wild or off the wall and then you just hear it over and over and it's like oh people just think this way i know mm-hmm. it was served with separation papers like really that's interesting <laughs> never heard of this <laughs> let's talk about that <laughs> it's not real <laughs> so with that we will get started i guess the first one technically isn't divorce but it's in the family law realm so myth number one and sarah you and i have done a facebook live about this oh, yeah prenups are only for the rich and famous yeah, wouldn't we all be so lucky to have them then if that were the case? <laughs> because we all be rich and famous. But no, that's not true. What? <laughs> we should all have prenups. Oh, I agree. We should all have prenups. Be I rich had a prenup. You did? I did. So did that work in on the tail end of things? Well, we died, but other than that, it worked oh. out well. <laughs> Boo. Well, this is love. This is starting out lovely. (laughs) But no, prenups are great for kind of, it's like an insurance for your marriage. Correct. And proof being that we are all employed in family law area and are busy and have lots of clients is that divorce happens. You never think about it when you get married, but it happens. And a way to do it too is you're thinking about your finances and you don't necessarily need to have wealth to begin Mm -hmm. with, but you can plan for what if you do create wealth during your marriage. And if you separate where's that wealth going to go? And do you, at that time, when you're all emotional in your separation, want to fight it out? Or do you want to think about that when you're clear-headed and you're entering into a relationship? Talk about finances, put it on some paper, how you want things divided. Yeah, but mine was like, I was was older, it was a second marriage, so that made sense to me because we each wanted to take care of our kids. Mm-hmm. I think where it gets a little sticky is when it's your first marriage and you're all about in this romantic sort of stay, oh, then you don't really love me, right. everything's together. How do you talk to clients to say this is a good thing? It doesn't mean you're going to get divorced. Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing with prenups is they can't be, you know, anticipating a divorce. Of divorce. But, and don't get us wrong, they are for the rich and famous too, mm-hmm. especially. Yes. But yeah, when they come in, what I found a lot of times is they come in and they're both informed a lot of the time. It's not coming in to say, hey, should I get this? Most people have done the research on that, but really the two issues I look for are children from past relationships Mm -hmm. and businesses, especially a family business. If you're in a business with your dad and your dad doesn't really want your spouse coming in and taking a quarter of the business. Let's talk about how can a spouse do that? If it's your business and you got married, how would your spouse have any part of that? Well, any kind of growth or new equipment Mm -hmm. or especially when I look at 
construction, gravel, companies like that with big equipment. Mm-hmm. Those are assets. A lot of times it's just this guy sells stuff. And so the business is just him. Think about Be- Bezos yeah. from Amazon. I'm guessing they didn't have a prenup. And now she she's the richest woman in the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, they oh, had nothing. Oh, yeah. He's working out of his garage. Yeah. So they didn't think, oh, we're going to be rich and famous, but they turned out to be. Right. So, right. so at playing the devil's advocate, if I'm a new wife, I'm the first wife, then why, why would you as my future husband not want me to be a part of that? What would you say to me if I was your coming to you to say, I don't want this? <laughs> well, I'd probably tell you not to, exactly. for one. Yeah, prenup's a contract, no different right. than any other two people. So you don't want it, you don't sign it. Right. And if it doesn't, if it's not going to benefit you, don't do well, it. I don't yeah. do right. it. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people, I always get the women to come to say they've been presented with one two weeks before the marriage, which makes my red flags go mm-hmm. off. If you're going to do this and be up front, then be up front about it. Exactly. Let's talk about it. I get exactly. a lot of guys who are like, I need one two weeks before the marriage. <laughs> do, do you say to them, why did you not think about yeah, that before? Well, of course. Right. Like, oh, well, does she know? Let's talk to her. Let's make sure that she is aware this is coming. Right. So it's situations I might run into in the long run. But I like them. I generally like them. It's all about going ahead and saying what the law is a lot of the times and people worry about inheritance and I'm going to say, okay, inheritance is separate anyways, but it's just taking something for you to fight about later. And you can fight about that. I'm in a huge case about inheritance right now too. Yeah. that The law says if it's your inheritance, it's separate, but then you got to go prove it. But if I have it in a prenup and I've listed it up, then I don't have to do that. Exactly. And you save a lot of money Money on the tail end. A prenup is so much cheaper than hiring an attorney for an actual divorce. So what are things you can't put in a prenup? Child support, mm-hmm. custody, uh, alimony. You can't alimony. waive alimony, correct? Custody. Be. Yeah. So it's really, really more about property. Is it's what really it's all only about, about property. property. And, and that's it. Yeah. You can't do the other things. It's not valid to do it. But the property, like Sarah's saying, that's a good thing to do because then if it ends, what the deal yeah. is. And that's, that's what I think. think. Yeah. You can do some stuff with spousal support. It can't be... Again, you can't put them into right. poverty so that they're on the right. getting welfare or whatever. I can't do right. under Otherwise that. than that, you can touch on it. Right. Yeah. Inter- just to deviate a, lo- a little bit, not a lot, <laughs> but New York has some really interesting marital laws and prenups. So just, I've, you can do a lot of crazy stuff with alimony in certain states. So we're speaking about North Carolina. Well, right. We're talking here. Who still um, has alienation of affection. So let's yeah, be we clear. Have, we have our own crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have our own crazy. Yeah. True. All right. Number two, Jen. I'll just say there to wrap up prenups, being someone that is divorced but didn't have kids, I will have a prenup. I don't have, I don't own a business, nor do I have children, but going into the next marriage, I feel like if you're not okay with at least considering it, then what is your reason behind getting married? Anyway, so yeah, prenups for the win. Mm -hmm. Okay, number two, most divorces are nasty, drawn out battles in court. I would say most, some, and they're horrible. I'm just telling you, they're horrible for us. They're horrible for the clients and they're horrible for the children. That's all just horrible. But sometimes you don't have any choice. Yeah. So let's think about this. There's some people who do just go online and do their own separation agreements and there's good things and bad things. We see the bad side Mm -hmm. of it, but there's people who do it and somehow do their own separation agreement. We never hear from them. We don't come in contact with those people. I don't know those people because they wouldn't be our clients. Correct. And I think we're the worst people to answer this question <laughs> yeah. because I, I think 90% of people just do their own thing and they never get to us. Maybe for their actual divorce, but the separation, the custody. Oh, well, a I lot agree of with just that. that. Think about out. all the divorces in North Carolina and what our courts, we think it's overwhelming, but it's not. Yeah. Right? And there's the people who 
are able to discuss things, have an agreement, go to an attorney, an attorney drafts it, send right. it to the other person. Might have a couple of changes, but fairly simple, super easy, able to co-parent if they're kids. Right. Those are nice too. Right. So there's just different levels and it depends on people's personalities. Is there mental health, health issues, issue. finances to fight about? So you, it can happen, but most are not drawn out no. in court. And it might start out nasty, and end well, or maybe not well, but not end up in court. But what I found is people are all ratcheted up at the beginning. And I could certainly understand that. But then three months down the road, everybody sort of settled down and they're more reasonable. And you get them to mediation. Well, I can settle your case 99% of the time. And it's always better for you if we can do that. Sure. Sometimes it's not the best to go in heavy and litigate right away. No, but then you've got, but there are, every attorney has their own personality. And you may be in a case where your client doesn't want to litigate, but then the other party has someone who comes out of the box doing that. Mm -hmm. So then you're on the, you, you have to meet them where they are, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I think most is not the right word. Now, the ones that are the ones that get all the attention, yeah. they're the fun ones to hear about. And that's why we are great guests for a cocktail party. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, True. The other ones... Nobody wants to hear that story. No, we right. signed some papers no. and took you to the courthouse. Like, yeah, nobody both, wants to hear that. They're both satisfied. They co-parent well. We co-parent well. We get along great. And yeah. They share yeah. holidays. Yeah. But we wouldn't so be doing a podcast if that's No, what there's so many out. ways to work these things out. You yeah. Know, no. In a peaceful way and move forward. Yeah. Some people just aren't peaceful people. It's true. No. And sometimes <laughs> there are perfectly legitimate reasons for not being peaceful right. people. Mm -hmm. Especially because you didn't get a prenup and now we got to fight over the property. Right. It's <laughs> legitimate. One person's angry, vindictive, doesn't want to provide any support, even though, even if they have an attorney right. are telling them to provide support. Don't we just have that issue today? Yeah. Somebody yes. should be paying support, but they're not. And right. they've got the ability to do it. And until you get into court for a judge to tell them to do it, they're not going to do but, it. But, right. So... I would say no, most are not. Agreed. What, what do you say? Yeah, Majority are not, uh -huh. no. I, I would just say from the, the initiating point, whenever new clients are coming to us, I would say more times than not, they are initiating services for a separation agreement, and which is non-litigation. And that's where we start with the hope that we can right. keep it out of court that way too. Right. So. Right. All right, number three, if your spouse cheats on you, you will get primary custody of the children. False. <laughs> False. <laughs> Please say, Sarah. No, that's not true. Not true. But uh, people think so. Yeah, I tell people all the time that the worst husband can be the best father. Yeah. And vice oh, versa. I love that. Two different, two separate because, things. Just yeah. because you're a terrible husband doesn't mean you're a good father. Not a good father. father. I agree yeah. with that yeah. wholeheartedly. And you got to make that connection. I always say, if he's out with his girlfriend, he's supposed to have the kids, and that's an issue. Right. I know yeah. it's hurtful for you. But not for your kids. Yeah, the only time that it's going to come into play is if your spouse is, you know, seeing someone, then develops a relationship with them, and this person is not a good person to be around the kids. So right. that's just going to go back to any adult that's around the kids that has, like, an alcohol, drug problem. Right. But generally, if you're in court and it's in a custody hearing. It's not even someone, relevant for yeah, the most part. The judge isn't going to want to hear hearing. that. They're going to look at you and say, you should be focused on their kids, but instead you're focused on what your husband or your wife did to you. That's hard, man. Mm -hmm. Get me in the heart, put that knife in there, and then tell me it doesn't right. mean anything. It's tough. That's it why I say hard. go to counseling because you're going to need to deal with that. <laughs> it's a process, and it's totally valid. Valid. Right. But we have to separate those issues. And you know, this is what the court's going to look at and focus on the the kids and what's going to work for you and your husband, wife moving forward. Right. And most people, most clients understand that. I think I have the hardest problem with clients who are separated for a short period of time and then the other party gets a significant other and is around the kids. That's more of a problem. I think than anything for me. Yeah. Or if they're subbing their girlfriend right. out a lot. They just have a new girlfriend like every other month. Think boyfriend. That's, that's not good for the kids. But. It's not. 
Oh, uh, especially when they're, if somebody's dating around, that's fine. But when the kids start coming into it, meeting them, or mm-hmm. you've got your, your weekend visit and girlfriend, girlfriend A is there, staying yeah. there and then girlfriend B two weeks later. It's so that's what I say. If you're all, if you've got three days off, go see that person on three days. Focus on your kids the other time. This comes up with separation agreements. You want to put a provision in that you can't introduce the kids to a significant other until you date three or six, six months, months. Yeah. and someone violates it. And then my client says, what can we do about it? What can we do about it, realistically? Nothing. Nothing. You can file a contempt, which is saying to the court, they didn't do what was in the order. Well, this is a separation agreement. So yeah, you right. can file a breach of contract, but that will don't do yeah, anything. Like, how do you remedy that? You can file a custody order, but it's not going to make any difference to a judge. No. This is not. It's tough. I yeah. can't get people the satisfaction that they want a lot of yeah. times. You, I feel frustrated about that. Yeah, and I, I, it frustrates me too, but I, I tell myself that's... Just not a reasonable expectation in that we can only do what we can, can do. do. And I can tell, yeah. you know, people all day long. And that's what we do with a legal team, too, is right. reassure them that we understand. Yeah. No. I mean, I get it. But. I get it, too. And you just hope, I tell them, I'll, hopefully one day you'll both come to a point where you can trust the other person to be responsible about the kids and be a good parent. I know. I leave it at that. And kids are so resilient. They, mm-hmm. if, if they have a strong attachment to your child... This other person is not going to, is going to make zero difference in that relationship. I think it's more about that parent being insecure about their relationship with their own child. That somebody's going to come in and they won't love them as much, yeah. which is valid. Insecurity is hard. Yeah, because yeah. I, I love this person and now he's left and now I don't want to leave, lose yeah. my child mm-hmm. kind of thing. And again, go to therapy. Yeah. Um, what's Sorry. number four? Sorry. We, we, we got down, go to therapy. <laughs> you got to keep us on track here. Let's go off the Do rails. Do you guys know how nearly impossible that is? <laughs> All right. Number four, there has to be fault to be able to get a divorce in North Carolina. I mean, somebody got to do something. No, and it's so funny when you see California's irreconcilable differences. Mm. No, you just got to be separated. What? A year year and and a day. day So we're we're no fault divorce Divorce state. state. What does that mean, Sarah Jane? That you don't have to have fault. You just have to be separated for, like you said, a year and a day. Mm-hmm. So you can file on the day after you've been separated for a year. And separated meaning you live under two pretty separate. much two different roofs. Right. And that can get, as simple as it sounds, that can get muddy too. But we're not going to go into We're that. not going to go there. And only one of you has to have the intent to be separated. Yeah. That's right. That's so helpful, even you know. if you don't like it and your spouse wants to separate and moves out. Go to therapy. 366 days. <laughs> I, mean, I used to go to divorce court. I don't go. We do divorces on Fridays in Wake County. They're kind of There fun. will always be the opposing party in the back. No, I object to this divorce. And I still, it was very dramatic oh, sometimes. I called it fun. I'm like, it's so fun. When <laughs> you get to go out and celebrate your divorce on a Friday. That's exactly what yeah. I did. <laughs> divorce Fridays are great. But North Carolina wasn't always a no-fault state. I don't. I think most states were at one point yeah. or another. You, you had a show come, come some, some kind, kind of, of fault. fault. And a lot of times it made it harder for the woman to get a divorce my god we didn't have division of property till the 70s so we're a little behind the times but no no fault in north carolina no. but number five divorce without kids is so much easier oh no pain is pain my friend if somebody says i don't love you anymore and wants to leave it still sucks yeah there's dogs too Some people fight about no. i would like lose no. my mind don't talk to me about dogs yeah. <laughs> no i it's absolutely not necessarily like, easier without mm-hmm. kids. I, I certainly have clients whose, you know, kids focus them on making this easier. Yeah. Right. Certainly people want to say, we want to make this easy on the kids. It sucks, but we're going to do what right. we can to make it easy on them. So a lot of times that focuses them in on getting Doing this the right done thing, the right. easy way. Yeah. If it's just a couple and somebody slept with somebody's best friend, now that's going to be way worse. Yeah. That hurts. There's a lot of different aspects to separation and divorce and you can't really compare yourself to other people. You can. And that, I, I hope people hear that. It's like pain is pain. It doesn't matter 
what I went through, it doesn't matter what you went, it doesn't matter what your best friend went through. Yeah. If it's personal to you and if it hurts for you and it's hard, then we'll help you get through that. And everyone has their own path. It's not going to look the same as your friend that divorced Correct. and separated. It's going to be different. It's going to be for you and for your spouse that you're separating from. It's going to be your own way. Exactly. No, that's an eh. Okay. <laughs> Number six. Give this one all the time during the intake call. You have to file separation paper, insert separation papers, insert air quotes to initiate divorce. What are separation papers, guys? I would give anything to know where that started. I have no idea. Uh, Maybe other states? I don't don't know. know. I don't know. But no, the answer is no. It's like Sarah said, but if you walk out the door with the intent to be separated permanently, you are separated, legally separated. And that year and a day starts ticking. Doesn't have anything to do with the property of the kids or spousal support, but you're separated you for all that. intents and purposes, whether that person wants to be or not. You don't have to be served with anything. You don't have to have a separation agreement. You can go from go to pass get $200 and get a divorce and you're Just done. pack your things up and yeah, walk, and out walk out the door. door. What are the consequences? Would you advise a client to do that? <laughs> you hear this abandonment question <laughs> right, all the time. All time. And I think we may have that on here somewhere. <laughs> uh, Sorry. But it's next time, actually. actually. Oh, nice segue. <laughs> you want to go ahead and pop Perfect that in there? Perfect segue into myth number seven. <laughs> Chris, this is directed towards you. Right. I can't move out without an agreement in place because that's abandonment. No, not necessarily. It can it be. What do we you say, Sarah? That depends. It depends. Yeah. It, well, my favorite is it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, <laughs> it's deep, Chris. That is very deep. Um, it, it can be abandonment as a factor for alimony, right. you know, as a, a marital misconduct factor. But ninety nine percent of the time, you're going to separate, and you're going to separate. Yeah. yeah. So I always explain abandonment more so as if someone's a supporting spouse, like really making all the money, all the bills, and they just up and walk, walk out, out the door, move to Hawaii. You never like hear from them again. They're totally off the face of the earth and that person abandoned you the financials Mm -hmm. that's abandonment not you just discussing wanting to separate and after two weeks of talking about it you don't agree you gotta get out you can can leave but everyone so many people say that all the time he he threatened me that i abandon him if i leave no yeah and i hate it when people are are fighting a lot and they are hoping to separate and they're trying to work out a separation agreement or something and they're still living together call it a day someone needs to move out yeah they're all sorts of yeah i had one couple months couple years back now everything seems like months <laughs> my, my client was an elderly lady oh. and her husband you know was working on the road so he said but he's living with a woman in myrtle beach right and my client had no idea until she went to a family reunion and her you know grandchildren and great-grandchildren told her they saw it on facebook because she had, you know, she, Damn. she was in her uh, 80s. Damn. Harsh. So, yeah. Harsh. You know, she's at, she's at home paying the mortgage <laughs> and out of her social security and stuff. And he's down in Myrtle Beach with another lady. Man. Yeah. Gross. So that's abandonment. Yeah. I would, uh, I would classify yes. that as abandonment. But yes, walking out the door from a bad relationship and Yeah, and I always say it's, it's like he made your life so intolerable that you had to leave. So it's not abandonment. You do yeah. have to take care of yourself. It's right. like you got to say, exactly. no, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't want people to worry about and freak out about abandonment. That's yeah. why it's so important to talk to an attorney to find out if it is abandonment <laughs> or right. not. Thanks, JP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to number eight, the, the eighth myth. If we have equal custody, there won't be child support. That's not mm, true. Either. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. depends. Or what was, what was it, Chris? Well, it isn't, it isn't. <laughs> in theory, it can be, be true, true, but it, it's more than just custody time that's taken into consideration. Your income, when it comes I mean, if your income's a really dis- 
you're up here and he's down here. There's going to be some pay. Yeah, and I have to explain that to people. They come in and say, well, if I agree to 50-50, they won't pay me any child support. I'm like, he makes 150000 and you make thirty. So, right. yeah, there's going to be some child support. But mm-hmm. a lot of, do y'all have this? Like, people, there are some clients that want 50-50 because they know that will oh, sway sure. Oh, yeah. If you get 100, and what is it, 123 yeah, overnight, 100. then we're going to schedule B and you have to pay less child support. And okay. talk to an attorney about all that. All about means. all that. <laughs> oh, and you can see it in negotiations too. Uh-huh. Oh, I know you offer this, but my client needs one more night <laughs> every two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> like, oh, I, yeah, I can do the math too. We got it. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, and then you throw in a daycare and health insurance. And no, it's not just, you know, 50 50 is going to be equal. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And we do it on guidelines. It doesn't, it's who, what your income is, what your health and what you pay for health insurance and what you pay for, un, for work related childcare. Mm hmm. And I tell people, don't fight over, if y'all are W-2'd, everybody knows what everybody makes, why are we fighting over child support? Yeah. Because they're just going to put the, plug the numbers in and go to court. It's a math problem. It is a math problem. It is. Exactly. And the guidelines generally, what the state is trying to do is what would these kids have if they had lived in the same household still? Right. Like what would they have access to financially and what would that provide for them as far as extracurriculars, clothes? And so you have two different households now and let's figure out how to make the households somewhat even even for the kids' sake because you don't want kids to go live in a mansion with dad and they get access to all these amazing things and mom's living in a shack. That's going to create custody tensions as well. So there's a a point behind child support other than just paying for the children. There's a whole other side of it as far as taking care of the kids mentally, physically, and loving. Right. And keeping them in that same sort of lifestyle that they've been accustomed to. Yeah. And I think child support a lot of time is just not wanting to give money to your ex. Oh, clearly. Oh, and they want to make sure. I want to put it in a bank account and I want to see what they're doing with it. No, no, that is never going to happen. I tell clients all the time, you've got primary custody. What he's paying is not going to support that child. And I tell clients on the other side, you're complaining about how much you have to pay, but I can tell you from experience, you're going to pay a lot more if that child lives here. (laughs) It's not enough. No, but, you can yeah, trust but, the other party to make, you know, right. they're going to do what's right for their kids. For your kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm just Pollyanna. I don't know. I, I assume people are going to do the right thing. You should I know better. Do at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number nine. We're going to have to think Vegas, I think, here. But we get this call during, like, when people are I calling have, I have about. I case right now about this. Yeah. When people are calling about services and they say, we've only been married for a week or a month or a very short period of time. It was a mistake. It shouldn't have happened. I need to get an annulment. And let's talk about an annulment here. Can you just get an annulment because you made a mistake? No. No. Mistake. No, no. Absolutely not. And I, I told Sarah I would take over this yes, one. Yeah. I did my research. I got about. An hour and a half here. So, Sweet. Good. So, good. Oh, know, good hit, for your moms. You can have a morning walk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's go out to you, mom. Oh, Cheryl, if you're listening. <laughs> no, annulments are super weird and they're super rare. Um, yeah. Basically, everything gets, I'm trying not to get too into the weeds. A marriage can be void or it can be voidable. Basically, if your marriage was illegal to begin with. Interestingly, you're yeah, you're not married. Uh, one of the things is incest. So anything in North Carolina closer than your first cousin, which does oh, not. I thought it was third cut. You can oh, marry your third cousin. You can, marry, you can <laughs> marry your third cousin. You can marry your first cousin. You can. You cannot marry your double first cousin. Two brothers can't. Ew. Two brothers Man, can't marry two. Stop dating that guy, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. So two like, two oh. brothers can't marry two sisters and then have kids who get married. That would be a double first cousin. Oh, oh God, that's like um, law school L one when you uh-huh. did the trees and uh-huh. everything. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, okay. if you marry someone closer than your first cousin, that's void. Okay. Um, 
But is that? But only. But it's only void of one of the people challenges it. Exactly. Can, exactly. So if yeah. I don't say anything, and my first cousin doesn't say right. anything, <laughs> double first cousin. Double first cousin. <laughs> then you're good. We're yeah. good. Anything yeah. illegal. You, you. This one's an an oldie, but marry someone thinking that they're pregnant, and then they don't have a child within ten months. Right. You can have that annulled. Anything that's based on fraud. Fraud. But mm-hmm. it's. I've never done one. I've had one. It's a big of me. Yeah. Yeah. They filed a complaint mm-hmm. for, they were, they got married in Hawaii. They filed a complaint to divorce with their other husband in Texas. The complaint was filed. But my client, former client, and this person got married prior to the divorce being entered. So it's mm-hmm. big. So technically, yeah. big of me. So the marriage yeah, is void. void. Yeah. Which is good for one person as far as like finances, but it might right, not be good so for the other. So we were worried about the equitable distribution issue and his retirement, and now that's gone not because they were never married. Exactly. And that's what an annulment is. It's just saying you were never, never married. married. Yeah. And right. what is it? There's there's the mental health, there's mental disease, and then there's impotence, right? And now the impotence one is a. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to have yeah. to put on evidence about I mean, that. That I've would miss me horrible. Consult. Have that you is, really? Yeah, it's no. I've never had one. It's not worth it. By the time you could, by the time you could get an expert in there and testify to the medical records and all that, you, you might as well just wait your year and pay your two hundred and fifty-five dollars and leave. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Annulments are weird, but in some states they do have this t- length of time and. I think that's bad. I think if you go six months down the road, I, shit, I made a mistake. Yeah. Then, that, then who cares? Like right. Britney Spears, right? Didn't she get married in Vegas and annulled it real yeah, quick? Yeah, like in a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Vegas has got to have lenient annulment <laughs> laws. Oh, yeah. Nevada has to. Yeah. <laughs> but in North Carolina, married for a week, separated for a year. year so. Yeah. Yep. All right, number 10, I can't get a divorce because my spouse won't agree to it or sign. I think we sort of touched on that. Yeah. Didn't we? Just takes one person not to want to be married to you. And they don't have to sign anything. You don't have to sign anything to be separated. Nope. Mm -mm. Okay. Just be separated for a year and a day. Yeah. Sheriff will take them their papers. That's it. Those separation papers. Those separation papers. (laughs) They can come to court on a Friday and cry (laughs) to the judge about it. (laughs) But it might be virtual these days. But I'm telling you, there are a lot. I've been to divorce court in a while, but there are a lot of intricacies about divorce. Everybody gets like thrown, nope, come back next week. It's very procedurally specific. I think it's because the judges, there are. There's a lot of issues. Like, it's very important that your divorce is done correctly. Correct. So I would say, yes, we have a divorce kit down at the Wake County Courthouse. But talk to an attorney before yeah. you do it. You might mess it up. Yeah. And if you got a wedding coming up, that's pretty important. Oh my gosh, I'm, that happens so often. They get really divorced. They walk across to the and get married. Mm-hmm. And that I, I'll never remember. I was getting off the elevator one day in divorce court, and this cutest little couple. And I'm sitting here with another attorney. And they said, "Would you be our witnesses at our wedding? We're divorce attorneys. I'm sure you want us to do that for you." <laughs> but it was very affirming. You know? yeah. She's like, "Well, let me advise you of your rights <laughs> before you go get married." I need two hundred and fifty dollars for consult. But you just want to go? Don't do. Don't do that. I have a prenup in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just sign here on the dotted line. Don't worry about it. Actually, which segues perfectly into number eleven, Chris. I think you posed this one, so we'll throw this one over to you. The myth number 11, my ex will sign his or her rights away. Not possible. What rights? Parental rights. <laughs> Parental rights. 
Yeah. <laughs> Caveat. We're talking about yeah. the parental rights here. So okay. if you have a child together, say a kid with my husband or we were never even married, but he doesn't come around and he doesn't really pay child support that much. And I'm just like, you know what? I come to you, Elizabeth, and I'm like, he he told me he's just going to sign his rights away and I just won't get child support anymore. Can he just sign his rights away, sign a piece of paper? We can because the state wants somebody on the hook for that child support. Mm -hmm. But if there's somebody waiting in the wings, I have have this lovely case that I've had forever and there's a step-parent adoption waiting so we had to terminate parental rights. Mm -hmm. So if there's somebody waiting in the wings to adopt this child, then absolutely he can sign them away and do the right thing. But if there's nobody out there, you, you can't, right? yeah. you, you, you've got to, you can relinquish your rights, but there has to be a termination right. proceeding against you. And that, that has to be safe. legitimate. Yes. You, like know, big. you can't just file it, you know, because he wants to do it. A judge is still going to look at this and before they sign what, up. What guy would not do that? They get out. Right. Child exactly. support. They yeah. would sign exactly. that all the time. So just off topic, but I want to change the name. You know, he's not around. I want to do this when I wanted to give him my name. And I hate this law personally. That you have to have that father's consent to do that, there's even like, if they're not involved at all. There's a few caveats, and right. you know, be I think if there was a sexual crime against the actual child or the child's sibling, right, you don't have to have the consent. Otherwise, you you can show abandonment. Right, you have to have a hearing right on, on it. that. Uh, I actually have one of these name changes right now of a minor, and it is hard. You know? I just think that personally, I just think that's wrong. <laughs> if you're not going to step up and be the child's father, then you shouldn't have your name. But no. And there's other scenarios where they should But I'm not in either. the legislature and I'm not a judge. Really. Yeah. Nobody asked us. Nobody asked me. Right. Yeah. Okay, Jen. Okay. Well, and I'll just say that because you touched on this, Elizabeth, but we have had people call fathers saying, oh, I just want to give my rights away. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> first of all, I'm immediately judging you. <laughs> Second of all, you can't do that. Also, to the flip side, have you guys ever, because I'm thinking back to all of our intake calls and I don't think I've ever had a father call wanting to terminate parental rights of a mother. Have you guys ever had that? I have. Have you? I have. I've mm-hmm. had emergency custody where they didn't, where there were some issues going on. But no, I never have had that. Have and you? I, had, I, had, I have, and I had a mother ask me what she had to do to sign her rights away this week. That would break my heart. I don't yeah. know. I'm, well, it, that's it was my a tough, own prejudice. I'm that sorry. was a yeah. tough conversation. That was right. hard. Um, but no, I've had that a termination, and a lot of times it's a stepmother adoption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have step parent adoption going on right now, and it's it's so hard. It's just hard. I think. I have had all women clients for termination of rights so far. I think about it. That's true. So far. Interesting. I mean, I think that's probably the majority. Hey guys, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever known a friend that's gone through some sort of a custody dispute, you can imagine how stressful it is. Or if you've gone through a custody dispute yourself, child custody disputes can be one of the most stressful and exhausting times of divorce for you and your children. You know your children best, and it's important that you know your legal rights and options and have a say in what's in the best interest of your children. At New Direction Family Law, we have over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients in child custody matters. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So if you're going through a child custody matter or you have a loved one that is, let us be strong for you so you can be strong for your children. Give us a call today at 919-719-3470 to schedule an initial consultation or reach out to us via our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. Moving on to myth number 12. Even though we're separated, my spouse is sleeping with someone else. So that's still an affair, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Legally, that's correct. 
I'll call it an affair. Affair is a, right. not a term it of art. It isn't. It isn't. It mostly, isn't a term of mostly it is not. It is. It's a crime. But it's a crime. Okay, it, so there's criminal world, right. and then right. there's Can you imagine the DA world. coming in and citing mm-hmm. you? That's what I tell people. Mm-hmm. Just be discreet. You yeah. Know? They yeah. don't enforce that law. No. We still use it when we get to plead the fifth and right. discovery responses because exactly. it's still a crime in North Carolina, <laughs> right. which is a good and bad thing. Because it doesn't help you settle things. If I know that you're sleeping with someone and I'm already heard that you left me, please don't put that in my face because I'm not going to sign anything you put in front of me. That's true. Be nice. Be nice. A lot of people ask, we've been separated for nine months. Can I date? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So they can't sleep with them? They can sleep with them. (laughs) Just don't put it on blast. We cannot legally recommend it. Don't put it on my Insta. We cannot legally recommend that you commit an <laughs> antiquated Dis- crime. Disclaimer. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good disclaimer. Yes, yeah. it is still technically a crime, crime. in North Carolina, still but no. In the criminal world, but in the divorce world, well, if you're separated and someone does sleep with someone else, yeah, it might be a criminal misdemeanor, but. It's and it not, can be used to prove that you were seeing that person prior to, so it can make your life a little difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can be, that evidence can be used to corroborate a theory or an allegation that you had an affair during the marriage. But if you have if slept with someone post-separation that you did not know or anything before right. you got separated, that's not an affair in the Chapter 50 No, divorce, not in our world. Maybe in the criminal world, world, maybe. But, yeah. but, but it doesn't help things at all. And I've, and I've never seen that prosecuted, no. for what it's worth. You don't think it helps I, things? I, honestly, I think how a lot could it, of... How could well, it help things? It's like a one-night stand. They say the best way to get over someone is to, to get underneath under someone. someone else. <laughs> I think Elizabeth's never heard that, <laughs> judging by her face. But what I would say to that is, I'm sitting in a mediation, and I found out that you're sitting under somebody else. It ain't helping my case get settled. <laughs> True. True. Yeah, so it's probably better advice from a, not an attorney, but maybe. Maybe your best friend. Yeah. Don't sleep. Or the therapist that we have referenced many times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I have a bonus one that I thought of right before we got started that you guys don't know about. So we're going to have 13 days of divorce or myths of divorce. All family law attorneys are nasty and mean and hate one another. Oh, Exactly. It took us a second. Yeah. But <laughs> you guys had some names rolling around in your head. For <laughs> you have some names, but there, there, there may be... There are hundreds of people in the way. What I can say about the Wake County Bar is they are lovely. Yes. That they're all professional. And I, I'm i not like best friends with them, but I'm friends with them and I respect all them. But there are some out there and that's just their niche and that's what they do. We, we do have a great bar in Wake County and we reference Wake County Bars. It's the group of attorneys that practice in Wake County that reside in Wake County, basically speaking. And so many of them are great. And a lot of times the case itself and the facts of the case can turn a case into something that you would classify maybe as nasty and very litigious. But at the end of the day, that attorney is still just another person who is doing their job and maybe I think some people take on the personas of their clients right. a little too mm-hmm. easily, True. but otherwise we're doing our jobs. A lot of it's just marketing. They're, oh, th- it's that's just that's, their, that's yeah. their persona that they put out there to attract clients. I'm a shark. I'm a bulldog. I, you know, right, right. It's a persona. It's a marketing <laughs> thing. And some people like that and they respond to that and more power to them. And what I will say is that's not us. We will advocate for you. We are really bulldogs in the courtroom, but... I'm not going to do it just to do it. Yeah, I love to litigate, oh but that's God, not going to be too. in my client's best that's interest all the time. Right. And the, what you need to do as an attorney is if you get one of those cases, both sides, even if they get the facts are crazy, the clients are a little crazy. Still be professional. You got to be able to put that case aside and like sit down, have a beer together. Right. And exactly. be fine. Exactly. And that's I think that's any profession. It's not just us. Yeah. You know. So thanks for that. Agreed. time.
And I didn't say any names. <laughs> True. Good job. Me I'm so either. proud of you guys. I know. <laughs> Merry Divorce Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on those 12 myths. I bet this was a bit of a longer episode, so, but of course. It was good. We covered yeah. a lot of topics. Yeah. And Elizabeth, that, that was a lot, wasn't it? It was. It was a lot of shit. That's a lot of shit. <laughs> That's some shit. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This episode is complete. Visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more resources and information. And remember, with change comes empowerment.